Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Now that Governor Newsom has called for a tax rebate to offset the soaring pump price of gasoline, legislative leaders are working to flesh out the proposal. But what will that rebate look like? How much could it be? And when might Californians actually get it? Well, for more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Assemblymember Phil Ting of San Francisco. He chairs the Assembly Budget Committee and the Legislature's Joint Budget Committee. Thank you so much for being with us once again. So the governor intended to propose a gas tax rebate, but he changed his language at the last minute, in part because the legislative leadership would rather give rebates from the general fund. So why not a gas tax rebate? Well, well one, uh, we have an issue where we're hitting this very arcane limit called the GAN limit, and it doesn't help us with that. The GAN limit has various prescriptions of once you go over a certain spend, uh, once you go over a certain revenue limit, you have to give back the taxes in a particular way. And doing that gas tax rebate wouldn't help us with that. So that's one issue. The, the other issue is there's so many uh, expenses have gone up besides just gasoline, whether it's food, whether it's rent. Uh, also, for people who walk or bike or ride the bus to work, uh, they wouldn't see any benefit at all. And oftentimes, the wealthiest people drive a lot more, use gas a lot more than uh, the most middle class and working class Californians. So we're very sensitive to all those issues. So we're, we're weighing and we're very sensitive to the fact that, yes, expenses are high, not just on gas, but for a lot of things. So we want to take a much more holistic view of what a tax rebate may look like. Do you have a sense of how much money we're talking about here and when people could expect to see those rebates? Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't know exactly how much. Uh, what we do know is I would imagine we plan to pass a budget in June. That budget goes into effect in July. So I would anticipate, um, you know, if, if we move forward with this rebate plan, that we would be sending, sending some, some form of checks probably out in the fall. The governor also wants to suspend the summer's planned increase in the state gas tax. Why is the legislature cool on that idea? Well, again, the, you know, when we looked at the gas tax, that gas tax pays for very critical uh, transportation resources. So for many years, we had crumbly infrastructure. Uh, I know that when I was driving through San Francisco, it was a joke of how many potholes I'd hit on my way from the from the west side of San Francisco to City Hall, which is only about three miles. Um, many of those potholes were starting to see full, uh, you know, filled because of this gas tax. And so you, if you seize uh, road repairs, road extensions, um, infrastructure for transportation, that money didn't come from thin air. That money came from the gas tax. And so uh, we hear from so many voters that that's been critical infrastructure that they have really appreciated. So we want to make sure that keeps going. 
So if the money doesn't come from the gas tax and it comes from the general fund instead, we do have a big state budget surplus, but what pot would that money come from? Does some other spending program lose out? I know this is all subject to the budget negotiations, but do you pull it from reserves or, or where exactly? Well, that's why you pull for a surplus. So you have, you have money that hasn't been allocated yet. It comes from the general fund, completely discretionary. That, that's where, if, if we did do uh, a rebate, that's where it comes from. What does this look like in, in terms of the politics moving forward? Do you foresee any trouble reaching an agreement with the governor, or is this going to be smooth sailing? Well, well, again, a lot of it's all in the details. Uh, what we heard is an announcement. Uh, oftentimes, we hear announcements, but we don't have any details. So as we get the details, we'll have further feedback as to you know what we like, what we don't like, and that's all part of our budget discussion. So speaking of details, uh, are you surprised the governor didn't lay out any other new ideas in the State of the State address? I, I wasn't, um, you know, there have been articles that have talked about the state of the state. It, traditionally, the the major address the governor does is really in January where he lays out his his proposal for the budget. And that's where a lot of the details are. That's where the spending is. Um, that's where many of the new programs if you want to launch, you have to talk about it within the budget framework. And so by the time you do the state of the state, which happens maybe a month or two after that budget release, um, oftentimes you're, you're framing the situation we're in, or you're talking about a particular issue. You might recall uh, the state of the state he gave two years ago. He focused only on housing and homelessness literally you know, about one month right before COVID. But that's what he talked about, where he just kind of framed the issue, wanted to say this is a hyper-important issue for California, and I'm really going to spend a lot of time on it. You know, you mentioned that that if this is part of the budget, which doesn't get passed to the summer, people wouldn't get any rebates until then. Um, so obviously it won't be part of a, any kind of tax refund they get in April or May. Is there any way to expedite this? The governor's office had said possibly it could be discussed and implemented before the May revise. Uh, it could, but it's very unusual. La- last year we did a number of early action items, uh, but it- it's very, very difficult because it's an expedited budget process and it takes our whole team's attention away from all the other items. Uh, the budget's over $200 billion. There's a number of items uh, besides just the tax rebate. There's obviously education, there's health care, there's uh, human services, there's the environmental issues, there's wildfire issues, so uh, there's housing and homelessness, so issues that have been set in motion from the January announcement. So again, uh, you know, we we plan on moving it as fast as we can, but our preference is definitely to set it as part of the uh, traditional budget process and the traditional budget time. In the bigger picture of all this, with those spiking gas prices, this seems to be a moment for EV sales. People are uh, renewing their interest in, in getting away from fossil fuel dependency. Is there anything that the state can do to help incentivize those sales? Absolutely. I've been a big advocate for the clean vehicle rebate program. If you do um, get a, uh, if you do get an EV and you are under a certain income, you will get two thousand dollars on top of uh, an, an instant rebate through uh, many rate payers. We'll get that at the point of sale, about $750. And then, of course, uh, we're, we've been waiting for President Biden to, again, pass um, parts of his, his climate program. If you buy any car that's not a Tesla or a General Motors car, uh, you could be eligible for up to a $7,500 federal tax credit. And so there's huge incentives for um, 
for people to be buying EVs. Uh, again, I've I've been an EV owner since 2017. It's been phenomenal. You have very low repair costs, and you have huge incentives. And on top of that, you also have some incentives to install a charging station at home if you, if you own your home and you and you have a garage. And so now would be a perfect time to be getting an EV, especially now with so many new models coming out from so many different automakers. It used to be that you had fairly limited options, and now you have a number of options and more and more options coming out every day. One last question for you. The governor made a point of saying that this is not the time to embrace, but in fact, should be even greater incentive to turn toward renewable uh, resources. But there are some Democrats in the legislature who do want to produce more oil and gas in California. What are your thoughts on that? Again, we, we've set the environmental path that we want to walk in California, and that's to 100% renewable energy. We've already set those goals. We have very aggressive greenhouse gas reduction goals that we want to hit for, for to reverse climate change. And if we don't cut our transportation emissions, transportation is 40% of our greenhouse gas emissions, and 80% of that is from the cars that you and I drive every single day. So if we don't make those choices and we don't take responsibility, we're not going to reverse climate change. So it's very, very clear that we have to move toward renewable energy, renewable electricity, and renewable transportation, clean transportation, in order to achieve our climate goals. All right. Thanks so much, Phil. Assemblymember Phil Ting of San Francisco. He chairs the Assembly Budget Committee. Thanks for being with us. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Tomorrow we'll be talking Ukraine with Congressman John Garamendi, who uh, met recently virtually with uh, President Zelensky. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.